Hello and welcome to Season 6, Episode 3 of the Marketing Matters Podcast. In our series uh, where we're talking about the tools that we use in our day-to-day business, today we're coming to emails, domains and hostings. But before I get to the subject, I'm getting ahead of myself because I get yet again, I have forgot to welcome David. So uh, welcome, David. Good morning. And yeah, it's been a bit of a stressful morning one way or another. It's been, we, it's been one of those situations where yesterday I had a day and everything seemed to be going rather too swimmingly. Then at about half past four, something kicked off, got an email that I wasn't hoping for. But anyway, and that whole scenario continued a little and extended this morning. But hopefully... Things through the worst of it, and we're, we're here doing our podcast. And, and the, the sun, sun is shining. shining. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're going away to Wales this weekend. And normally where it, when we where go, it will be raining. Where it will be raining. Well, normally when we go there, <laughs> there's a storm. So the fact that the sun will be shining is, is quite entertaining. But I'm not holding my breath. It may well have, have gone off horribly by the weekend. No, anyway, enough about... Enough about the weather. Yeah, today we are talking about sort of domains and hosting and email and all the sort of things that are basically, they are critically important element of digital marketing, but often they just get forgotten and not thought about too much, which is probably because when they're going right, they should just work and you shouldn't have to think about them. So yeah, it's sort of the glue that keeps everything working. But we thought it would be worth devoting a podcast to them because there are some elements of it that, you know, need to, to have some consideration. So one of those considerations is around domain ownership. So we'll start there. So David, do you want to have, I know you have an opinion on this. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those. It always strikes me if I'm in the car and I'm maybe sitting in a traffic jam, as we tend to do quite a lot just at the moment, and there's a ubiquitous white van in front of you. And on the back, it says David Wright Plumbers at gmail.com or whatever, something, or David Wright Plumbers at Facebook. And I always think, why do they, the person who runs that business, do they not think that if they had davidwrightplumbers.co.uk, that that would give a different impression of their business. Very often they do, because usually there's a domain, a website with davidwrightplumbers.co.uk. But but they still have davidwrightplumbers (laughs) at Gmail as their email address, which I just think it's, and and obviously I've got my, rather than my tech hat, I've got my marketing hat on. I just think it gives so much better impression. And if you've already got your domain, then it's possible, I mean, we'll come back to this in in a few minutes, but it's possible that to set up your own email address at your domain can cost you literally nothing. Thing. And it can cost you no extra to run it. So it could be that it, it's something that's waiting to happen and, and can give you a much better impression to your audience, your, your market and your public. And even if you don't have your own domain at the moment, that the idea that for, for many domains, it can be only pence per month that to have your own domain, which is something that you can then secure, you have more control over it. And if Gmail suddenly decides to pull the plug on your email, then you're a bit stuck. Mm. Whereas if you've got your own domain, you can control it. And if you've got a Gmail or an Outlook or whatever, or Hotmail domain uh, website email address at the moment, you can always set up your own personal one, then forward it so you don't lose anything. There's Technically, it's very easy to do all of this stuff. And I just think from a marketing point of view, it, it gives your business a much better presence in your marketplace. Yeah. And I think you're talking all there about using the free domains that come with a lot of hosting. But actually, I think the fact is that corporate level email 
is available now at relatively modest cost. You, you talk about Office 365 or Gmail. Gmail yeah. do a very good, Google Mail do a very good email system. And for maybe, I don't know, five or 10 pounds a month, you can have that corporate grade email. And I think actually email is so critical in businesses these days. Having one that just works and is, is bulletproof, it's got to be worth five I, or I, 10 I, pounds a month. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. But I think that where I'm coming from is to say that it depends how you use your email. Mm. I think what happens is that increasingly people use email as a file and data storage yeah. system as well. And it's if you start, if you just literally use it to send emails and receive emails and you're not saving anything on it, then I think the basic ones can be okay. Mm. But I agree with you that in the real world, people just save emails and use it. Oh, I need to find that email that I got about six months ago or two years ago. Or in my case, about five years ago. <laughs> and if that's the, the world you you operate in then i think yes it's a very big risk to rely on the very low cost email facilities and and like anything in business i think it is worth investing in in having good processes and, mm. and as you say the the cost of having and and yeah you use the word i'll, I'll repeat it corporate level email um, mm. which is what you get with certainly with office 365 and i think with gmail and i think Google, gmail yeah. yeah that it's got to be worth the investment cost, you know, if, if you can't afford to spend, I don't know, 100, 150 pounds a year mm. on having reliable communication, then you've obviously got a very small business. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if you take your example with your uh, Mr. Plumber at gmail.com, who's got well, I was his, actually David Wright Plumber, well, David Wright my Plumber. alter ego. <laughs> if, you, if you take that example, if you actually have David Wright Plumber at gmail.com and you've got the domain. It's actually just a question of making a few changes, sort of technical changes, and you can carry on using your exactly the same email system, your Gmail email system, but use it through your davidwrightplumber.co.uk. So it is, you know, it is a very simple change to make when you know what you're doing. But it is something that can make a, a huge difference to the sort of the the level, the percep- perceived level that your business is at moving from that gmail.com to a, a proper email address. But interestingly, that's not actually what I meant when I was talking about a domain ownership. It was more about the idea of do you actually own your uh, or should I say register your because you don't technically ever own your, your domain but yeah do you actually is the domain registered in, in your name because this can be it you know basically the your domain is one of your key ad marketing assets it's a bit like it's one of your key business assets it's one of your key business assets it's like your company name you know if you if you're a limited company you'll make sure that your your company name is is registered at company's house though it is something we discovered that it wasn't ours wasn't the company so it just well, shows how easy it is to do but yeah i mean we we a case in point we we discovered our we are bsa marketing and we discovered that bsa marketing wasn't our registered company or bsa marketing limited wasn't actually registered and we didn't register it and there was a risk that someone could have walked along a registered bsa marketing limited and it would have given us problems so we have now registered it but that you know that's an example well i think just just to point out we we had we've always had a limited company name but, but bsa yeah. was our trading name yeah. but anyway anyway but the, the point is that in those circumstances, your domain is exactly the same, that you need to make sure that if you're running a, a business as a particular name, that you have that domain and that it is registered in your name. And the reason for that 
is that if you ever if you ever come to a situation where you need to for normally it's registered by a, by a hosting company and if you ever well dis- I, th- I think it's, it's it's there's no sort of conspiracy in here what happens mm. is you're working with a hosting company you perhaps don't have a, a, a domain name to start with maybe they're doing a website for you or something they say well what domain name do you want oh you agree a domain name then it's just easy and convenient for them to register it in their account in their name yeah and it as i say there's there's nothing sinister about that it just it happens a lot but as you say it it is no issue at all until if and it doesn't happen very often but if you uh, have a, a parting of the ways in less than ideal circumstances from the isp who has your domain registered they potentially can have you over a barrel a bit which mm. you know we, we don't see it happen very often obviously it's not something we would ever contemplate but it does happen and it has caused issues for people mm. and it's, it's it's such an easy thing to avoid yeah. if you're aware of it yeah and it's just about going in and, and finding out who is and you can do who is searches or whatever just find out well, except you can't anymore you can see who the registration registrant is I no mean. you can't oh, can't you no i apologize this is uh, but yeah but it is it's easy to find out just by asking your the person who manages your domains for you who's it registered to and just asking them if it isn't registered you just to change it because they should be happy to do that and it just means that you do own that or you are you are as close to you you register it so you have total control over it and, and um, you can state quite okay if with with a, a domain you tend to have three or four different contacts for yeah. the registrant the technical contact the billing contact that yeah. sort of thing there's no issue whatsoever about your isp being anything other than the registered contact if you want them to receive all the technical emails and details and what have you yeah that that's fine as long as you are the registered contact that's that's the critical yeah, one absolutely okay so that that's sort of domains and email i think we, we've done that to death just one final thing i think we we want to talk about here is the concept of website hosting because uh, obviously every website needs a needs a host and again when it's working well you should never even think about it it should your website should just be i, th- I think for, let's let's just wind back a step and so explain because i think it's not often clear what exactly website hosting is and it's, it's it's really very simple it's just you are renting some space on a computer that is permanently connected to the internet hopefully with with a reasonably good bandwidth connection yeah. you can host your own domain on your own your own website on your own home pc if you wish but i wouldn't recommend it but it's and it's just all you're doing is renting some some space on a computer where you store your website files and because of the software on that computer when anybody has to see them they can see your website yeah and i think the when it comes to hosting it's really it's it's down you want your website just to to work and be reliable and be appropriately fast and i think those are the two things that you you pay for with hosting is reliability and speed and basically the more you pay the more resilient it will be and the faster it will be i think that it, it is a fairly simple simple equation yes but there is there are technical limits as well in that if you have a very simple website and you spend a fortune on having your own dedicated server, that's not going to make it markedly faster than if it was on a. No, um, absolutely. More, you, you can you can over you can certainly oh, overspend yeah, it, on, and it, on hosting. Yeah, and it is about making sure you the hosting you've got is appropriate. Yeah, and yeah, and you can always and it's but it is one of those things where 
yeah, it, it's about looking at it. And, and speed, I guess, is one of the key things because resilience, most websites, website host, good website hosts are pretty resilient these days and their uptimes are pretty good. But yeah, it's about making sure that um, it's it's reliable and isn't uh, is your con- your website is constantly available. Backups are a, a critical element of it as well, and where, you know how well it's backed up and how if you have any issues with it, how easy it is going to be to to get. But it again, back. that isn't necessarily a function of hosting. Good hosting yeah. does have backups and includes backups, but that is something you could do separately. Yeah. But but I, I would I think that you know come back. We, we we've talked about this a, f- a few times that. Uh, mm-hmm. These days, your website is probably your single most critical yeah. marketing communication tool. And, and I think one of the things that uh, is interesting is how, how many people are reluctant to, again, I use the word, to invest in good, resilient hosting for a website that might be the basis of hundreds of thousands or even millions of pounds worth of, mm. of, of annual turnover. And the idea that you're running a let's just let's not overdo it you're running a half million pound turnover business on a a website hosting that's costing you 20 pounds a month Mm. so is you know 250 quid a year is that doesn't really stack up whereas I mean if it works then fine but if you find that it's not you're not getting the performance or the functionality you want and certainly websites are becoming ever more functional with more online shops and more dynamic functionality mm. that that does use up hosting mm. resources and so the idea of saying well I'm running a, a substantial and profitable business on this I should be willing to invest an appropriate amount each year to make sure I'm getting mm. the the most to use your word the most appropriate hosting just because people quote you hosting at five pounds a month mm. you know it's a it's a a catch me price. Um, yeah. Don't expect that hosting is hosting is hosting. You 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 need to make sure that it's doing the right job for you. Absolutely, because it is. I mean, I mean, I think it's interesting the things that we're talking about here. I don't think they are the the reason that it's it's a difficult one. They are at the heart of everything. Pretty much every relationship we have with a client. But it's because I think just about every client we have, we will host their website and often their email and things like that. But it's something that we rarely, t- if it's working well, we will rarely talk to them about it because it just is just working. Well, if it's and if it's working well, it means we can get on with doing the proper exactly, job of actually exactly. marketing a business. Yeah, and I think it is, and it is one of those things where if it, if it's doing well, you don't think about it. And I think that's that's one of the key elements we have. We think about with with both email websites and hosting and all of that. Thing, they should just work. But I think you know, I think it's probably time to to start wrapping up now. But but hopefully we've spent you know talked a little bit about some of these the 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 poor cousins of of digital marketing the things that people don't really think too much about but actually are quite critical in sort of websites hosting and and domains and hopefully it's given you something some thoughts about it and yeah and it's certainly it's not i suppose technically they're not really the tools but they're just some of the systems i disagree I, i think that they are they are key elements that if you can get them right and get them working well it gives you a really good basis to mm. uh, to, to to build a business but if you're constantly having to stop thinking about your business and start thinking about some technicalities because you're trying to do it on the cheap yeah i think it's uh, it can be very destructive yeah and i, and I guess that gives us a link to, to next week because it's a similar sort of uh, or next times because it's a similar sort of idea in your accounting software again 
it's accounting is just one of those things that you have to do in a business to run a successful business, but you don't want to have to spend lots of time thinking about it. So having a process which just works and, and, and does the job efficiently is important. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we use for that, which is which is zero. Um, but that's that's on to next time. I don't want to, to steal I, too and much. And I think I will, I will just, again, just as a, as a highlight for, for next time, that obviously the government and their whole philosophy of making tax digital, which is what they're pushing for, is is about basically assuming that people have more flexible approaches to their accounting mm. and certainly as we'll talk about next time it's been a it, it's been a complete godsend for the the transfer that we've seen yeah. but m- more next time more next time but in the meantime you will find uh, more of our podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing.com uh, you'll find the blog posts that go alongside these podcasts on our website, but bsamarketing.com. And you'll also find us on social media, particularly LinkedIn and Twitter at BSA Marketing. So until next time, we will say goodbye. We will go and enjoy the sunshine and see you next time. Happy marketing. <laughs>